eyes, in the eyes of your understanding, your mind continue to uh, look deeper into the Word of God as He sanctifies us, body, soul, and spirit. Our scripture reading tonight will come from Exodus chapter 3 and chapter 6. Also, we've got a couple other places we're going to go in 2 Corinthians as well as Hebrews 13 as we go along. Amen. Um, Exodus chapter 3. This is uh, an unusual uh, reading, lengthy, hard reading, but I think it's necessary for where we're going. Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, that we'll read down through verse 15, and then Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 through 9. Amen. And this we're doing because of our studies, and I realize that many are going back listening to the podcast, so we want to get it in this entirety. Both we'll read in the New King James Version of the Word of God. Both we'll read in the New King James Version, the Word of God. Amen. Exodus 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was, was, was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why this bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned and, and aside to look, God said to him from the midst of the bush, amen, he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place, amen. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. However, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Amen. Which is really translated Adonai, because no man has seen God at any time and live. And then later on in the scripture, you find out Moses asked to see his face. Amen. But uh, he uh, told him, if you see me, I got to take you with me. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard the cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. That's, that's key. I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Amen. I've come down to deliver them out of the hand, out of the authority, out of the control of the Egyptians. Amen. And then I'm going to bring them up to the land. Amen. That to a good and large land. The term flowing with milk and honey, it simply means a productive land, a land that can sustain it, its people. Praise God. And this, this land is not just a clear land. Amen. There are inhabitants. So we're going to dispossess. We're going from to. We have purpose. We're going from, we've been delivered from, and we're going to 
God's assigned place. Let's say verse 9. Amen. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel have come to me, and I have also seen the oppression which the Egyptian oppressed them. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, amen, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Come now, amen, therefore, I'm sending you to Pharaoh, amen, that you may bring, amen, my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will surely be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people, brought the people out of Egypt, listen to this, you shall serve God on this mountain. I'm bringing you out to serve. Thank you, Father. Verse 13, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of our fathers have sent me to you, they, they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Glory to God. I'm Yah. I am existing. I'm now God. Thank you, Father. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, amen, the Lord God, that's a covenant name, Yahweh, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob have sent me to you. This is my name forever. Thank you, Father. And this is my memorial to all generation. The term Lord God, Yahweh, amen, indicates he's a covenant-keeping God. The promise that he made to Moses, I mean to Abram, amen, before Abraham, he came Abraham, he made, amen, the promise of a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Amen. He made that promise. And because he's a covenant-keeping God that have appeared from generation to generation, Amen. The uh, children of Israel were acquainted with this history. Amen. They were well acquainted with the history. So he says, amen, tell them, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. Amen. This is not a stranger. <laughs> Glory to God. Exodus 6, verse 1 through 9, and it says, Then the Lord said to, to Moses, Now you shall see what I'll do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, amen, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will deliver them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am, amen, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, but by my name, Lord, amen, I was not known to them. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. I was, amen. I have also established my covenant with them, amen, to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, amen, in which they were strangers. And I have also heard of the groaning of the children of Israel, Amen. Whom the Egyptians, 
keep in bondage. That's key. Whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Thank you, Father. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out of the, uh, from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from the, their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you, amen, out from under the burden of the Egyptians. Verse 8, and I will bring you into a land which I swore. Thank you, Father. Amen. To give to Abraham, I swore to give it to Isaac and Jacob, and I will give it to you as, amen, a heritage. I am the Lord. Thank you, Father. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of the anguish of spirit, glory to God, and the cruel bondage. Amen. I am the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And verse 4, verse 3, he said, I appeared, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, or Yahweh, amen, I was not known to them. Glory to God. So I'm about to manifest another part of my nature, amen, to this generation that the previous generations had not known. Amen. I'm going to reveal myself in a progressive way. All throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, God revealed himself progressively. Amen. Uh, throughout the text, he revealed, amen, himself, part of his nature, amen, his doing Amen. One step at a time. It's called progressive revelation. Hallelujah. As we walk with him, he reveals more and more to us. As we walk with him, he reveals more and more to us. Tonight, I don't want to deal with this subject. Amen. Separated for a purpose. Separated for a purpose. The name, amen, Jehovah Mekadesh, as we have established, amen, means, amen, the Lord who sanctifies, who set apart. Glory to God. He himself is hallowed and holy. The holy one that inhabits eternity. He himself is intrinsically holy. He just doesn't act holy. His very isness is holy. Amen. So powerful is his presence that the angels cry holy. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Amen. He's intrinsically holy. So he says to, to us, amen, be holy for I am holy because you're born of my seed, amen. My spirit is within you, glory to God, bringing you to this sanctified state out of the bondage of the world, praise God, into this delivered state. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. The first thing that's relevant, I think we need to say, is the Old Testament stories of Israel's deliverance from the labor and the bondage of Egypt, Egypt, amen, gives us New Testament revelation, principles, and wisdom, amen, uh, for walking with Christ in this present time. Amen. Though the storyline is captured in the Old Testament, amen, 
thousand a year before the coming of Christ, for the coming of Christ. And this story gives us, amen, types and shadows of the eventual coming of Christ. All of the Old Testament, it says that Christ, amen, is concealed, praise God, but in the New Testament, he's revealed, amen. But he's come through the volume of the book to do the will of the Father. All the Old Testament, amen, in its types, people are types. Moses is a type of Christ. He's a type of deliverer. Thank you, Father. Amen. Shadows or things. The covenant, Ark of the Covenant is a shadow of Christ. It's wood that represents humanity. Gold that represents divinity. Amen. The Ark was not solid gold. It was wood overlaid with gold. Thank you, Father. That's God in humanity in a love embrace. Amen. Called the Son of God or the Son of Man. Amen. Jesus himself. Amen. Man enough to get hungry, to get sleepy, but God enough to wake up and rebuke the wind and the waves. Thank you, Father. Amen. Man enough, man enough, praise God, to need sleep, but God enough, hallelujah, thank you, Father, to forgive sins. Amen. So it is. he is a, sh amen, a shadow. Hallelujah. All Old Testament systems are shadows, and they're, they're pointing towards the coming of Christ. In the book of Galatians, in the fourth chapter, the Bible says, amen, that the law was our tutorer, amen, until grace came. It was our tutorer. It was our teacher. It was teaching us about the eventual coming of Christ. Glory to God, amen. And the story is full of those types and shadows of the coming of Christ, amen, as a redeemer and a deliverer, amen, to separate the people for a purpose, on purpose, amen, to separate the people for a purpose, amen, and uh, on purpose. The other thing is that it is the process of deliverance from the bondage of Egypt that we discover the nature of, of amen, Jehovah Mekadesh. It is in this story that we see the written nature of Jehovah Mekadesh uh, delivery and sanctifying, setting apart his people, amen, for a special work. It's the process that we're looking at tonight. We talked about it Monday and Tuesday, but tonight we're going to deal with, amen, the storyline of the process of deliverance. Thank you, Father. He's a God that, 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 that sanctifies. Glory to God. Amen. And this is what's key. Israel could not fulfill their original promised purpose, amen, of God for his people while they were in that location, while they were in that physical condition, while they were in that mental state, amen. So Israel had to be separated from Egypt, amen. The scripture says that when uh, Moses came to the people in verse 6, chapter 6, in verse 9, Amen. When he spoke thus to the children of Israel, they did not heed Moses because of the anguish of spirit and the cruel bondage. Hallelujah. It was so uh, unrealistic of what he was saying. They couldn't just fathom it's just going to happen like that. They just couldn't fathom. But to us is given, amen, the answer within the text. 
amen, when you start reading from chapter 6, he takes this deliverance process unto himself. Hallelujah. He takes this deliverance process to himself, and he says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I will bring you out of it from under the bondage of the Egyptians. I will, that's number two, rescue you from that bondage. And I will, that's number three, redeem you with the outstretched arm and with great judgment. Verse seven, I will take you as my people. Glory to God. That's number four. Amen. And I will be your God. That's number five. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brings you, amen, from under the burden of the Egyptians. Amen. Verse 8, and I will bring you, <laughs> thank you, Father. That's number 7, unto the land which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Number 8, I will, and I will give you, amen, as an heritage. I am the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. He says all of this, amen, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to use Moses, but I remembered my covenant. Hallelujah. I remembered my covenant that I made, amen. I stand over my word to perform it. But Israel could not fulfill God's ordained purpose, amen, in that location, Egypt, because he didn't promise Egypt. He promised their own land. They could not fulfill God's purpose in that condition under the taskmaster, under the, and the weight of working and building the, the Pharaoh's kingdom and not his kingdom. Thank you, Father. And they could not, amen, fulfill God's purpose in that mental state. They were so anguished because of the burden, amen, it was unbelievable. We can't even turn our mind to this because if we believe this and we hope, amen, in this, and it does not come to pass, the Bible says hope deferred, amen, Praise God, make the heart heavy. Hope deferred makes the heart heavy. Glory to God. And so there was so much anguish because of the cruelty of the taskmaster, amen, that they could not believe, they just couldn't go ahead on Moses with that foolishness because, amen, we are, we are in here and this is how we're going to be. This gives us a glimpse of the picture of when Christ delivers, is delivering, have delivered us out of the bondage of Egypt or the world. Amen. This is a picture, amen, of Christ. Moses led Israel, amen, out of Egypt as Christ leads us out of the bondage of the world. Amen. So the next thing is we have to understand that we must first acknowledge him as Savior before we can follow him as Lord. The reason why they couldn't follow Moses initially, because they have not yet acknowledged, amen, him as Savior. Glory to God. They didn't believe him, and it took a series of things to happen, amen, miracles before, amen, Moses was believable. In the same way, in the New Testament, it took up to Lazarus, in some cases, for some people to be raised from the dead for them to believe that he was the Christ. Hallelujah. God doesn't mind, hallelujah, amen, validating himself. He doesn't mind at all. Because Why? Because he's able to do what he promised. 
He's able to do what he promised. So Israel could not fulfill their original purpose in bondage. Amen. So Egypt is a place of bondage, of forced labor, amen, of torment, of death and oppression. In the same way that worldliness in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, all of that system, amen, uh, is a place of torment, a place of bondage, a place of death, a place of oppression. Amen. That's why the original reason why we call on Christ in the first place. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Glory to God. Amen. So Christ did not shed his blood, his precious blood, amen, so that this purchased possession could remain in bondage. Thank you, Father. In poverty, being beat up, beat down, oppressed, amen, a people of just being oppressed. Listen to this. Freedom is your birthright. Hallelujah. Freedom is the birthright. What the enemy wants to do is to rob you of the knowledge, amen, of understanding how privileged, amen, we are once we are born again and we acknowledge Jesus Christ, amen, as Lord and Savior. Amen. He wants to rob you of that through, amen, deception. Hallelujah. He wants to rob you of that through deception. Uh, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 16 through 18, and this is what it says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, <laughs> the veil is taken away. What veil? The veil that the enemy has used to blind those who are going, amen, who are, uh, don't believe. That's what it is. It's a veil. But when one turns to Christ, as Moses turned on Horeb, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You got to get that in your spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. But we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into a man, the same image to my Christ from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I want to read that in the New Living Translation. That, that stirred me today. And 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 through uh, 18 in the New Living Translation, and it says this, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Again, that veil is, the, is the, what the enemy set up because of doubt and unbelief to keep us from seeing the glory of God. But when he turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Whatever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if you be born again and the Spirit of God is living in you, there is freedom. There's an overcomer in you. The power of Jehovah is inside of us. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's, there's, there, there is, a, a, amen, a deliverer in me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's an overcomer in me. Christ says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And this is my faith. And this is our belief. Amen. Because as Christ overcame, we have in us, the person of Christ, 
that we can overcome as well and walk in freedom. For what the Spirit of the Lord is, hallelujah, there is freedom. Verse 18, so all of us, and this is in the New Living Translation now, so all of us, amen, that's, that means all means every one of us. So all of us <clears throat> who have had the veil removed can see and reflect <laughs> the glory of the Lord. We can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And the Lord, he makes us. That's something he's doing himself. That's what he says in Exodus 6. I, I'm, I'm, this is my deal. I'm going to do it. All you need to learn how to do is follow instructions. All you need to learn how to do is follow instructions. Amen. Why call me Lord and you don't do what I say? All you need to learn how to do, amen, is follow instructions. Amen. Amen. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. It's a process. Ha. Ah, it's a process. Fasting in prayer, amen, hastens the process. When we fast and when we pray, amen, it ignites, amen, the coming more and more like his glory image. It accelerates, revives our mind to the reality of that we are in covenant relationship, hallelujah, with the creator of the universe. And he's making us more and more like, our, like him. And as Christ was in the earth, so are we. We are enemies to our enemy. Amen. We are enemies. When the devil, when all demons saw Jesus, amen, they were afraid. We know who you are. You're the son of God. Did you come to torment us before time? We know what you're capable of. We know the power. We are well aware. Amen. How did you even get in the earth realm? You, something happened. Glory to God. Amen. And they begged for their life. Please let us go into the swine. Please. Please. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In the book of Acts 19, the demon said, Paul, Jesus we know. We know Paul because the power is transferable. We know Paul. Amen. But we don't know you. Hallelujah. And they were, amen. They jumped on a man, beat him naked. Glory to God. Amen. But the power we have is because we are in Christ seated in heavenly places. We're far above principalities, far above rule, far above darkness, far above wickedness in high places. We are far above that. And what the enemy would desire to do is to keep you ignorant, keep you unaware, keep you uninformed that all things that pertain to life and godliness, Christ has already given us. He's already procured. He did not shed his precious blood and suffer so that we can be poor-mouthed and in bondage and walking around like vagabonds and paupers. Come on here, amen, acting like we are not part of, amen, a royal family. Thank you, God. Glory to his name. Amen. We are royal lineage. We are ambassadors. We are high-level representatives, amen, from another world, sanctified unto, a, amen, another world. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I am, you can be also. Glory to God. Amen. In Exodus 3, let's, 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 let's go back to that. Praise God. When God, when the angel of the Lord, 
this terminology in the theology is called, amen, a, uh, I can't think of the word now, praise God, in, amen, Old Testament manifestation of Jesus Christ is called a theophany. It's a capital A. Capital A of the Lord appeared, amen, to him uh, in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with a fire, amen, but the bush was not consumed, amen. The first thing we need to understand is that God chose the Karos time to interrupt Moses. God chose the set time to interrupt Moses. When you look back on chapter 2, in the last verse of chapter 2 in the book of Exodus, what you found out, the, the uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 23, said, now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, that king that knew the murderous, amen, the murder of Moses, knew his, knew his past, that king died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, amen. Their cry came up to God because of the bondage, amen. That Pharaoh didn't know, didn't know Joseph and his people, so he enslaved them, amen. That new Pharaoh didn't know. So God heard their groaning. God heard their groaning. God heard their groaning. I believe God's still here groaning. Thank you, Father. And God remembered his covenant, ha, huh, with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God remembered, Yahweh remembered his covenant. Amen. And we, God, amen, we are under covenant, amen, this new covenant with Christ. Glory to God. He's, amen, he's able to keep what he promised. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Powerful looked upon them and acknowledged them. So God chose that set time 40 years later after Moses ran because of his heinous act. Amen. God chose the time. He sanctified, uh, here's the key word, a Karos time. Ah, uh, Karos time to interrupt Moses, amen, and his sheep keeping duties. <laughs> Glory to God. Gave him another job. Told him, go tell, go tell Jethro, amen, you can't get a two-week notice. I'm gone now. Hallelujah. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame. He, and not only that, he chose the method which he would manifest. This time he appeared in a flame of fire that rested on a bush. But that bush was not consumed because it wasn't an earthly fire. It was a heavenly fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The same fire that appeared with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that fire that loosed them and was walking with them in the, amen, in the furnace. It's that, it's that fire, glory to God, that appeared on Mount Carmel. Amen. God is yet again, amen, a God that answers by fire. He chose the method. He chose the location. He chose, amen, where the rest. And he says to Moses, amen, after he got his attention, I'm going to go check this bush out. The first thing God says to Moses, I have a standard. You can't approach me like you do your homeboys, like you do Jethro, like you did those gods in Egypt. Amen. Take your sandals off for the place where you're standing is holy. I'm Mekadesh. I'm resting on this ground. And because I'm here, now the ground is holy. Take your shoes off. You can't approach me. The first thing God says to Moses, amen, because of who I am, I have standards. You just can't walk up on me, amen, in your own way. I have standards. That's what God is reviving to this generation. Amen. God's a God of standards. 
it's dangerous to ignore God's standards. Hallelujah. And when once he realized who it was, amen, Moses did only the, the right thing, only the right reaction I can think of. He hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Amen. Then he began to tell him who he was and their destiny. He, who he was and their destiny. Glory to God. Amen. I, amen. I can just, in my sanctified mind, I know Moses was excited up until verse 10. Amen. After he had told him who he was and where they're going, he says, Now come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out. Amen. I can, amen. No, Moses went, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought you said you're going to do this. No, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you to bring deliverance in the same place, amen, that you released the murdering spirit. You had the right thought, right, wrong timing, wrong method. Right thought, wrong time, wrong method. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Glory to God. Amen. And, and Moses said, but, but, but amen, but who am I that I should go, amen, and bring the children of Israel out? Of, who am I? And that's all of our response when God calls us, amen. Glory to God, amen. But here's the key that makes the whole thing work. I will certainly be with you. And this will be the sign to you that I have sent you when you, amen, when you brought, when you have brought the people of Israel out of Egypt and you shall serve God on this mountain. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. That's the, that's the deciding factor. Glory to God. I'm going to be with you. And they ask your name. I've come in his name. Amen. He sent me. And then from that point on, glory to God, the revelation into who God was and who God sent, these signs and wonders proceeded to, amen, to validate the power of a sanctifying God. The ultimate goal in the end that ended with, amen, the, 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 the sacrifice of the blood of the lamb, which is a picture of the coming of Christ. Glory to God. That's the last sign and wonder that was uh, accomplished that death might pass over. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to separate my people's own purpose. Glory to God. And so we are pressing in this fast uh, to, amen, discover and rediscover the reality of the call of God, the purpose and plan of God for his people. We were not meant to live in bondage. We were not meant to live in poverty. We were not meant to live oppressed and suppressed. We were not meant to, amen, live poor mouth. Praise the name of the Lord. We were, we were meant for freedom to serve the Lord. Only do not use freedom for, amen, for the flesh. Do not lose our liberty for the flesh. Glory to God. Hebrews 13, this is my last scripture. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 and 10, and we'll read down through verse 16. 13 and 10, that we'll read in the New King James Version. And it says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Brought the blood, sprinkled the blood, but the body outside of camp. Amen. The body was burned outside of the camp. Therefore, Jesus also 
that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered outside the gate. Golgotha in the Hebrew, Calvary in the Latin, that place was outside the gate. Hallelujah. That's where they took the body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Therefore, let us go, amen, forth to him. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For where we, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek, glory to God, the one to come. Hallelujah. We seek the one that is to come. <clears throat> Amen. Verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer up, amen, offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, amen, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But don't forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going out to him. Glory to God. Amen. And continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Amen. We're giving thanks, but amen. That's not it. That's not all. Don't forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. A lot of times we just say, amen, the sacrifice of praise. But God said, but don't forget to do good and share. Amen. With sacrifices. Amen. That's three mentioned. The praise, the good, and the sharing. With these sacrifices, God is well pleased. Don't just give him the third. There's two more things to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're separated for purpose, on purpose. Hallelujah. This is our birthright. Deliverance is your birthright. To hear the voice of the shepherd is your birthright. Birthright. My sheep, they know my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. That's your birth. That's your right. Amen. Deliverance is your right. What the enemy want to do is rob you, us of the sacrifice and the inheritance in the saints through ignorance, through doubt, unbelief. Keep our eyes veiled where we don't see who we are, whose we are, and what's already been procured for us by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. He's our high priest. He's our lamb, our deliverer, our per the perpetuation of our sins. Glory to God. He's already made our adversary into an open spectacle, triumphing over him on the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Uh, and, and so, beloved, let's take a higher stance. <clears throat> amen. Let's walk worthy. Amen. Let's, 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 let's our mind, amen, come to the point of knowing you're royalty. You're not some kind of beggar. Come on, you're not, we're not beggars. Thank you, Father. We're not meant for bondage. We're not meant for Egypt. We're not meant to meander around like we don't have a purpose. Glory to God, going here and now with no particular aim, no particular direction. We've been called for a purpose, to purpose, on purpose. Glory to God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. Open our eyes that we may see that more for us than it is against us. Father, we thank you tonight for your revelatory power, for the grace in your word, for the mega graces on your word. I pray that each heart is expanded, that Christ may be formed and birthed in each of us on tonight, that we will swell, and it is the anointing that breaks the yoke, the mental yoke, amen, the mindset yoke, the anointing that breaks, amen, demonic yokes, that we may go free in you, Father, 
in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will release the breaker anointing tonight and that you will go forth and we'll follow you out into open areas and to open into new places in you in the name of Jesus. Release the kind of anointing that set the captives free. For where the spirit of, where your spirit is, master, you are and there is liberty, there's freedom. Thank you, Father. We do ask all of this. We pray all of this. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Lord.